Hi, this is Jerry Bose. Welcome to my podcast, Living Life in Awe. Today, I have such a fun conversation with my good friend, Desdemona. Des and I talk about food. We are both foodies, and it's not only about food, but it's also about family and our grandmothers, our mothers, our daughters. It's about sharing food with our families. It's about cooking. It's about ingredients. And while you listen, you will see the thread of our conversation is really about the love that we have for our family and we share that love of our family with food and there's lots of places we get really really honest it's such a great conversation I hope you enjoy it as much as Des and I enjoyed chatting with each other let's get started hi Des hi Jerry how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. I'm looking forward to this conversation between the two of us and our favorite topic, food. Me too. Me too. So I was thinking yesterday about the fact that we were going to talk about food today. And I was thinking where and when my food journey started. And I realized that my food journey started with my grandmother. And I grew up, I spent the first eight years of my life in India, in West Bengal. And I remember spending a lot of time in my grandmother's kitchen watching her cook these Indian dishes, these Bengali dishes, you know. And I think I caught her love of food at a very young age. And my mother also was a good cook, but she she took up cooking later on in her years. So, and I know that you love food because I've seen you <laughs> with your love of food and you, of course, have tasted your delicious dishes. So I was just wondering if you can uh, talk about where you're started. And we're both Southeast Asian women, you know, That's Indian, that. but you grew up in the UK and I grew up in the US, but we have this history of Indian food and so I just wanted to know like where it started for you. So my experiences are very similar to yours in that to be honest it's not even that my earliest it's not even early memories of food all my memories seem to be linked in some way to the preparation of food or the sharing of food and like you when I was very young food was a really big part of of our family so I grew up, as you said, in the UK. My mum is a great cook. And I also spent a lot of time in the kitchen watching her cook, but also getting involved and helping her cook. So I, I remember very early on, just very some very early memories of being there with her, standing on a stool at a table with my hands in something. Um, so food has just always been a part of my family's lives and a really big part of it it's it's and it's 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 and and there's different aspects of it there's the preparation of the food but a big part of it is the sharing of the food like a lot of the things that happen in my family involve a meal or food sharing in some way right it's the same thing same thing in my family there's always 
food is always involved. And it's interesting because I'm just thinking about the, the, I mean, like it's probably in every culture, but because, um, you know, my early culture that I was immersed in was Indian. I remember like weddings, food is a big deal. Funerals, food is a big deal. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's a happy occasion or a sad occasion, food is part of it. You're either celebrating with food or commiserating with it. Yes, yes, exactly. And I know in the Bengali tradition, when your child, I think, is six months old, there's a rice ceremony. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, we don't have a rice ceremony, but definitely linked with births and, as you said, deaths. But so there's a lot of Indian sweets that are made and shared. And I, I remember once being in India, my aunt had passed away, unfortunately. But a big part of how everybody came together to pay their condolences was that they came with a plate of Indian sweets as yes. offered, yes. offered to the family. Yes. Sweets. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I thought it was just the Bengalis that love their sweets because sweets are such a big deal. I remember even at Christmas, even if your people are not Christian, they always bring like this cake to people's homes during Christmas time, you know, because it's the birth of Jesus. So people are bringing cakes everywhere. So that's so it's very, very similar. And like now that you have your own family and you have your own daughters, how are you like raising them with food? So, again, food is just part and parcel of our lives. And I I personally love to cook and I find it I, I actually find it relaxing. So I, I, I work and actually one of the things I look forward to at the end of my work day is spending half an hour in the kitchen preparing the meal and what's even nicer is when the girls come out two girls both just approaching their teens and I love it when they come in and and they help and and we do things together so and one of the one of the nice traditions actually that we have is um is chapati making as a family so um everybody it's it's, it can be a bit laborious, I think, parties. My mum used to, my mum makes them all on her own. But in our family, somebody makes the dough. We have two people rolling and we have somebody frying. And it's a really oh, wow. event. And then we sit and we eat them all. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's kind, of, it's kind of interesting because both of us are not married. Our husbands are not Indian. They're not, you know, no. Southeast Asian. So it's, my husband is also very much interested in Indian food and he would love it actually if I made the chapatis with him. That's a very, that's a very good idea. And so your, your two daughters, they're growing up with this food tradition and culture already at a very young age. I, I think so. And, and not that, not that we've necessarily done anything special to instill it but they just seem to have an 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 interest which I guess must comes from come from the fact that as a family it is such a part of our lives but and so for example my older daughter this year at school she took um an optional cookery class and every week she makes something and she's there's you can see there's a lot of pleasure in in the fact that she's doing this and the fact that when she gets back she likes to repeat these recipes at the weekend so oh my god that's fantastic yeah, so she's she so yeah and my younger daughter's really into baking and will just spontaneously say oh this afternoon I'd like to make a cake and again it's just a lovely it's a lovely thing that I think she enjoys yeah and then we all enjoy the sitting down together and eating yeah so, 
Yeah, exactly. It's kind of interesting because in front of me, I have this book. It's called The Art of Simple Food by Alice Waters. She's one of my favorite chefs or writers, food writers. Uh, she has, she used to have, I don't know if she still has this super famous uh, restaurant in Berkeley, California. And I, I also love like super, super simple food. You know, like one of my favorite foods is uh, spaghetti with olive oil, garlic, and flat leaf parsley. That's it. You know? So I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly how I feel. I feel like food doesn't need to be complicated. And some of the best food is actually really simple. And same with us. Sometimes the, the, the couple of meals that we really enjoy are just super simple, just a really lovely fresh piece piece of fish or meat, nicely seasoned, nicely cooked with, with a nice salad, maybe some rice or something like that. And they're just very simple, very, very fresh um, and tasty. Exactly. No, it's true. And both of us kind of live um, outside of big cities. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you go to the market, but here in Switzerland, we can just go to the market and get like such fresh ingredients. And I feel like the ingredients, sometimes when you have really good ingredients, you don't need to do anything to it, you know? Exactly. You're, and, you're so right. You're, you're so right. And I, that is one of the wonderful things about where we live, I think, is that there is access to so much great produce. So again, I like you, I live, I, I don't live, I live in a village. There is a couple of really lovely farms that sell their produce direct to the public. They have a little store for vegetables that opens two or three times a week. There's a wonderful beef farmer just up the road and he sells by the kilo. It's, it, it's, it's wonderful. There's, we can get some really lovely food. And that aspect I think does come a little bit from our culture because I do remember being in India and the food was incredibly fresh mm -hmm. and it, it and I think you mentioned this in in your email that you said yesterday it really is from the farm or from the sea direct to the table that's certainly how I remember when my grandmother was cooking you know, she'd go to the market in the morning she'd buy the fish the fisherwoman had just you know the catch had come in earlier that morning she'd cook it then for lunch it was incredibly fresh it's very it's, my grandmother did the same thing well she didn't actually go shopping my uncles would go to the market that morning they would buy the fresh fish fresh vegetables bring it to my grandmother and she would just cook it right there mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting because my mother even when she moved to new york city she went out of her way to find the best butcher in our uh, neighborhood. She looked for the fish uh, market, the fish, the guy that sold only fish, you know, and so like she would find like these, oh, where's the fresh, the freshest vegetable. So she would go to like these, look for these little stores for the meat and the fish and the vegetables and the fruit. So she also had it like part of her. And now I see I'm getting it. And I see with my daughter, she is such a foodie. I mean, she's even like has suppressed, suppressed me with her love of food. You know, like the other day, Will, my husband had bought some cherries and he was buying like these super expensive cherries. And then one day he said, you know what? I'm going to buy the less expensive ones because I'm sure they taste just as good. And so for him and me, we were like, yeah, these are just as good. Why are we spending so much money on those other cherries? My daughter tries it a, a day later than us. She's like, these cherries are different. Did you? Are these different cherries? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you picked up on that subtle difference in taste. So she's like super 
picky about these things, which is good. It's actually, she's made me become um, much more creative with my cooking because she's interested in like the different flavors. So I actually incorporate like European flavors with Indian flavors. And my husband, as you know, is Latin American with some Latin American flavors. So it's, it's actually makes for very creative, you know, like I try to blend in a lot of my creativity in my cooking. That's great. And I, and I, I, I love that. And that's actually what I love about cooking. I think it, it, you can take it wherever you want to take it. I think yeah. it can be as simple, as complicated as you want it to be. I think mm-hmm. if you start though, just with good ingredients, as we, as we've said, simple ingredients, but then, but then just let your imagination go with it. And we're, we're kind of similar to you in that we're also a, a mix of culture. So I'm, I'm Indian. My husband is Welsh. I grew up in the UK though. So there's a lot of English culture there as well. Obviously, my I, I live here in Switzerland now. My my girls were born here, so there's Swiss culture too. And yeah. I think the same. A lot of our meals are quite quite a quite eclectic, quite a mix of different flavors and foods that you know we bring together just because we like them individually and why not try and put them together? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I like to like incorporate. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of, I have a lot of Swiss listeners, so I, I hope they're okay with me when I say that I like to incorporate some Indian flavors into my raclette or my phone too. <laughs> you know, some hot chili peppers and the sauteed onions or whatever in my raclette. So it's, it's actually, I mean, I think that's one thing I love about food is the creativity and the fun you can have with it, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you're also a very good baker and baking actually kind of stresses me out. I mean, I do it because I have to, but I don't enjoy it as much. And I, and you met, you were like an um, amazing baker. So maybe you want to talk a little bit about your baking and how do you approach it? You know, so, so the thing, so the thing with baking, I think is it's a little more technical than, than normal cooking. So I, I always feel like you you do need to follow a recipe when you bake. I think when you when I cook normally, I I rarely rarely really follow a recipe. I because I never never have all the all the ingredients, so it's 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 much more creative. But I think with baking, yeah, you, you miss you miss an ingredient you you miss an ingredient or you miss you know something. It actually can make quite a difference. Yes, and key is just to to try. I mean. I wouldn't class myself as a great baker. I think <gasps> there are... you are, you are. I, so, I, but I, I do enjoy baking, and I do like to try. And I just and and what's great is, <laughs> I have two girls and a husband who will eat anything. So <laughs> if it's bad or good, either way they'll eat it. So it always, you know, it always goes. So it's it's really just trying, you know. And as I said, you need to be a little bit more technical. You do. Yeah. Need to, so, you know, use the, the quantities in the right proportions and, and so on. I think, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. But I think the spontaneity is completely, forget it, you can't be spontaneous. Like the fla- the flour, I think, makes me nervous because flour is not very forgiving. You know, like I've, I'm a petrified of making like a simple pie tart, like the, the crust for the for yes. pie. Yeah. Well, so pastry is another level, I think. <laughs> So, but but you know there is there's honestly with pastry there's so much good pastry that you can buy. I wouldn't necessarily stress it with making the pastry. Focus on the filling and, oh, yeah. and buy the pastry. Ah, 
good idea. You're right. It's the flour. It's the flour and the butter thing really makes me nervous. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to stay away from that. But let's talk a little bit about sharing of the food, because I know, like we said, in Indian culture, food sharing is so, so important. And we're all, it's always about food, you know? Yes. It's always is such a central part. So that's the biggest part of it, almost, I think, is the sharing of the food. There's nothing better than having people around you and enjoying enjoying a meal. Um, and for us in our family, it plays, it's really the time, the, I think the day can be really busy. So breakfast and lunch for, for us isn't, it aren't times where we all are together and can, can share a meal. The evening meal, therefore, is the one time in the day when, we, when we're all there and really an opportunity for everybody to, to talk about how their, how their day was, what's happened, what was good, what was bad um over over our meal and it's 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 a very I don't know very central part to who we are we always dedicate time to being together in the evening to to share that meal yeah yeah I noticed well in in my in my house the kitchen is like the central place of our home you know everything happens in the kitchen all our important conversations happen in the kitchen and we eat in the kitchen uh, Emily does her homework in the kitchen. I mean, the kitchen is really the central part. And I like the way it's kind of set up because now I can cook while I have people over. So Which that's one of my great. favorite things. It's great. And it's exactly the same for us. I don't think we spend any time anywhere else in the house, as much time as we spend in the kitchen. We are in that in our kitchen and like dining table the whole time. And it's true, my kids also do their homework at the dining table. <laughs> My older daughter, we forever tell her to like, you know, go to a room to do it because she has to take her stuff off the table so we can eat at some point. Yes. Yes, it's the same thing. Like, no, I like to be here. I like to be here. It's happening. Exactly. I, it's the same thing with my daughter. I'm like, you need to move your books out of here so we can eat dinner. Exactly. Exactly. And in my wider family, it's the same. I, I would say every every occasion is always, and even if it's not a special occasion, just the coming together over a meal becomes something. It's 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 very. You also mentioned it in your email yesterday. Food is a really basic necessity, and with that, I think it's something for us. You know, it's something that the rest of our lives are built built, built a bit around it. Really, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. But it's kind of, it is, it is. Yeah. As I mentioned on my email yesterday, food is so basic. So you can make it like really just very basic to something extraordinary. You know, it doesn't matter if it's breakfast, lunch or dinner, you can have the most basic thing or you can like elevate it to like, oh my gosh, I also love food styling. I, my, I guess that's a word. I don't know. But just decorating um, the food and, and on a platter or on a plate and I like especially I love to do this for my daughter because I know she's she's interested in the in these little um, details so I really make an effort to make the plate look really nice or if she's studying something in her room then I bring her a tray of food and I have it decorated really nice and there's that's also another opportunity for me to be creative you know which is wonderful and actually that reminds me of my girls so I, I work at home and it is so lovely on a Wednesday sometimes because they don't have school in the afternoon they might bake a little something or cook a little something and they'll always come up and give me a little plate with, with whatever they've made whilst I'm still at my desk and I have to say it's a really special a special thing 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of, I don't know, I feel very like pampered, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when he, oh, absolutely. Yeah, my husband likes to do that. Like in, uh, on the weekend mornings, he brings me my coffee and my and cookies, you know, while I'm still in bed. I was like, oh, thank you so much. You know, I feel so pampered. It is. It feels very indulgent, doesn't it? But ultimately, it's just a, it's a hot drink and a, and a little biscuit, but it's, it's lovely. Exactly, exactly. It's nothing fancy. Well, this was really fun. It was indeed. I love talking about food. It's lovely to chat with you, Jerry. Thank you so much for doing this. You're very welcome. See you later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate a positive review and a positive rating. Plus, if you could share it with your friends and family, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. See you next time.